for the players. I'm Ryan Betson, and this is For The Players, the pop culture pleasure podcast over 40 years of playing PlayStation and 10 plus years in the games meeting blind. I'd like to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. Now, this PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on your podcast services, 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you're watching, uh, wait. If you, if, you, if you want to join the conversation, you can. Man, doing it by myself is real hard. If you want to join the conversation, you can. Head over to our social medias, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, Twitter. All those links are in the description below. But if you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash popculturist. We watch us record this show live. We can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can. Tell your friends, tell your family about this position pod. If you are listening on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you watch us on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, and comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. And if you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash popculturist, as well as our merchandise store, popculturist.com slash shop, where you can buy shirts and other sort of shit without logos on it. But yes, bam, it's another solo show. Max is still off uh, moving house because uh, it's it's been it's been a mighty week for Max, and he's had a not-too-fun r- go at it. And he's, uh, things have escalated, but I'll let him talk about that uh, when he returns next week. But, man, have things uh, changed for me, you know, in terms of my week? So we've talked about last week, and I think the week before, you know, we discussed about the, the changes in my employment uh, in terms of being made redundant and then not being made redundant, but then are, uh, but not. It's been a whole absolute, like, string of chaos uh however things have have resolved themselves um i do have a new place of employment it is a pretty cool opportunity uh i won't touch upon it here on the show uh i will be posting about it probably in the next day or so um sort of sharing it around the world uh and it's pretty exciting like even though i even though i loved what i do now for those that might be coming new my uh, my my at the moment in, in, in place of employment is in dis, in disability and mental health supports where I assist youth and young adults understand themselves and the world around them by using games. So like whether it be tabletop role playing games, video games, mini painting, you name it. If it's in a gaming hobby and it can uh, help a kid, you know, build their social skills. That's that's what I had done, and I helped create that department uh, just shy of five years ago. But yeah, in the last two weeks, I've been having big big old chat. Um, uh, about my about being made redundant as with new restructures within the company and uh, as a result I had to seek alternate employment and as of Tuesday uh, I got a phone call with it with an offer and I had to accept it uh, because it is brilliant um, admittedly it is a company that I've worked with before and I still do um, which is interesting I might give you a hint of what it is, um, but it, it's it's a, it's a transition. So it's working from home with some interstate stuff. So like once a month, I'll have to fly to Sydney, uh, which reminds me, one of the things I've been looking at forward this week is with this impending interstate travel ahead of me, um, I'm going to have to like take my PS5 with me, right? Because I'll be going to Sydney for a couple, like for a couple of days, you know, like say 
just shy of a week and it's all well and good but like i still got to do this show i still got to play the games that we get for review i still got to you know do all those things so i gotta take my ps5 with me so i spent a little bit a big part of this week going through like amazon and ebay and just trying to find an appropriately a thingied uh, 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 bag or travel case to allow me to take that PS5 interstate with me because obviously the PS5, you know, it's, 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 it's a fragile beast. Um, so like a good hard, a hard case would be nice, but you don't want something too massive because then it draws attention to it. And of course, trying to put it under the seat in the airport or in the, in the overhead could always be a challenge. And obviously it's a big, thick bastard in and of itself. So the idea of, you know, getting a bag that's bigger than it would be, would be a whole lot. So that's what I've been looking for. Not having much luck. PlayStation seem don't seem to have a uh, uh, like a, a an in-house uh, version. Uh, they did with the PS3, and I'm sure they did with the PS4 as well. I do have the PS3 one around here somewhere, and thankfully I should go find it because the PS3. is not as big as the ps5 it is still a is a huge bass as i look up there behind me so it may not fit but yeah i'm on the hunt for it for a good travel bag uh which will which will be exciting but yeah no the um the future looks really exciting with what i'm gonna do uh i am admittedly scared shitless um just because it is it's within my current wheelhouse but also not um however there's a there's a lot for me to learn uh, a lot for me to take on board and a great sort of growth and future opportunities which i um haven't didn't have in my current role you know even so much so i haven't like argue you know argue against my existence so that's most certainly a positive so in a, as a result you know this week i did do some celebrationing got a couple beers i'm having a lovely stone and wood pacific ale um which is quite tasty you know, a bit of a Um, not connected by the way, it's just, I like that beer. Um, <laughs> but no, it's exciting times, man. It, it, it is very, very cool. And, um, it's a great, it was a great opportunity that, that came in front of me and I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to, to sharing it. So with it being announced probably tomorrow across my own socials, um, and so sharing a lot of my close family and friends know, but you know, share it publicly. Um, that'll happen probably this evening or tomorrow. And then on, uh, next week, we're able to talk about it more openly on, on the show here, which will be exciting, uh, in some capacity, I guess. But outside of that, not too much has gone on. So Craig and I, the fr uh, friend of the show, the mulch shows we've been doing for the last couple of weeks, we watched all, uh, nine of the Fast and the Furious movies. And then we went to the premiere, uh, this week to, uh, for Fast X, that movie is batshit is utterly batshit insane but it was really really fun and uh very very silly in that time this week i have been able to play some games because you know that's enough of me bullshitting about my week let's get into what the show is actually about well it is always about, it's about us it's about us as personalities by me and max but you know max is is out of commission for a second week in a row but he will be back uh next week to talk about the review and the discussion around the playstation showcase which will be exciting so what have we been playing this week? Uh, primarily, 
as I talked about it last week, I've been having an utter blast with it and um, unabashedly show, which, which, is, which is insane because I don't normally... It's a PC game. It's a drug dealer simulator. Now, I don't play a lot of game on my PC because I'm not a big fan of sitting in here a lot. I At least I'm not used to be, right? So, And with my new job, I'm going to be sitting in here a lot. But um, for me, it was very much... I saw, as I talked about previously, I saw a video that Markiplier did about the game, caught my attention. So I've been going unreasonably hard on that game. Uh, I absolutely love it. It's essentially a giant spreadsheet, the game, uh, but it's all wrapped in this silliness that is drug dealing. Um, so it's about, you know, just running orders and, you know, building up your your client base. Uh, and then event- I'm now at a point where I can grow my own uh, or make my own pardon me, and redistribute that, then having to buy through the cartel. So now I'm doing enough to be able to make, you know, good turnaround, which allows me to sort of, you know, fund myself in a lot of ways. Um, but really getting a kick out of it. I did also, with that, in, with that in mind, I did also finally buy Gas Station Simulator, uh, which I've been talking about a couple of weeks ago. It was on sale on the PS Store. Uh, and I was like, ooh, this looks so dumb. I watched a couple of videos about that. I'm like, oh, it looks fucking so I have jumped on that. I haven't played it yet though, but I do have it. Um, I'll probably spend a bit of time with that too over this coming week. Um, there is a game that we're playing that I can't talk about at the moment, um, but oh, one that I can is uh, Lego 2K Drive. So we talked a little bit about this last week, about how it is this essentially cartoony, kidified uh, version of say Mario Kart Mash with Forza. And it's still very much that, and the more time that I've spent with it. As of as of right now, the open world isn't hitting me as much. So I just like drive to whatever the next mission is and then do that uh, and then drive to the next one. So there's there's I'm not feeling the 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 need to want to expand and, and investigate the world. Now, the one I think I talked about it last week because one of the big things within this within this game is it as is as it is a Lego game, uh, it you know there's bricks and the humor's brilliant, but it's actually within your benefit to run into shit because it was it's what refills your boost, it's what refills your health, and it just it 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 seems really counterintuitive. So I'm normally look you know trying to take corners not conservatively but you know not slide into like random debris and shit around it um but it's actually what you should be doing and as it does have mario kart light-esque things with you know weapons and etc you can blow up other people's cars and it's all fun and games however one of the things i've noticed now this i did hear about i had experienced it but i couldn't like articulate what it was I was listening to friend of the show Platinum Explosion with uh, Dylan and Ash, and they and Dylan was talking about how some of the challenges with the with the racing is it's it's rubber band, which is the idea that you know we, when you're in last place you can help you can get rubber you know sort of pulled into the you know the the beginnings of the race with some really good power ups. Um, the rubber banding in this in this game is is insane. Um, like you never, you can't feel that you'll really get a, like a, a, an efficient lead. You know what I mean? Like it comes close and then it kind of like, you know, you, 
you'll take you've 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 scooted past everyone you're taking a sweet lead you come around a corner and suddenly second place is right up in your business and it's insane and as mgb in the chat does say rubber banding is typical of cart raiders that it is however i feel that in this one it is cranked up a little bit harder now i don't know whether that's in connection to uh, it being more child-friendly to allow for that quick comeback if needed because we've been playing um, some, uh, uh, Garfield's kart racer equivalent and it has no forgiveness. Like if you are if you slip out of that top four, you are not getting back in with ease. Um, so it's a little, bit, a little bit too harsh where this one I find is too easy. But I also find that the rubber banding in say Mario Kart's a little bit fucked too. So it's kind of in this sort of mixed shared space there you know what i mean but like the the level of customization in the game is also kind of ridiculous in a good way like when you go into the the into the mechanics you can build your car literally brick by brick You're like and you can color all the bricks differently so you can make it literally the car that you want you could make it look like a shoe or a beer bottle or whatever it is that you're wanting i'm just looking around what's around what's my type room by the way like you could make a one looks like a PS5 if you were that creatively minded. That is actually quite insane. It is is very very fun. And as you mentioned last week, uh, uh, and then I'll touch on here, you know, like the the changing of your vehicle within terrains, whether it be on the road or on the off road or in the water. Uh, you know, you can like there's never really a break in your momentum because um, you know as as I mentioned, if you're hitting random shit on the side, it doesn't take away. Uh, your momentum it kind of adds to it but you know there are buildings and stuff that if you hit it just it tosses out like not everything is destructible so it does kind of you know kind of like that let me have a sip of my drink so today i've been playing some other games as well i spent about three and a half hours uh just shy of four playing my uh, minecraft with my son that was awesome we were having races to build houses. We kind of set ourselves an idea. It was like a 10 by 10, uh, three-story uh, uh, wood cabin, right? And then we would go go 20 minutes, and then we would, whoever could build them the better house within 20 minutes. Now, because my son is six and I'm 34, I demolished him almost instantly because just, I have years of skill in playing games. But I did kind of go a little bit easy. didn't go too brutal. didn't build these super elaborate, just kind of slightly fancier um uh little shacks um which was fun he had he had a good laugh but for a big hunk of the morning and this evening before coming into recording this uh it is saturday time recording by the way uh i had been playing uh, uh star wars jedi survivor so it's it's been a little while i haven't played too much of it um just because I've just been distracted by other things and, and my world circumstances. But I did go back. I was like, I'm going to give this a go. And I've jumped in. Now, I'm probably nine, ten hours deep into it at the moment. Um, I still feel really early on because I'm certainly a player that likes to explore. Now, I know that the Jedi Survivor game, or the sorry, the Star Wars Jedi series, especially with, you know, Fallen Order and now Survivor, um, do have a lot of those Metroidvania uh, uh, structure, you know, or setups. So the idea is that you go exploring and you, the things you can't do now, but you can do them again later. That's kind of what I like to find. I like to go wandering and find all things I can't do in that particular area. And then I'll come back later and I go, oh yeah, I remember I couldn't do that. Oh, maybe I can do that now. Blah, 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 blah. 
So probably, you know, I'm not super early on. I'm a couple of planets in. Uh, I've got the blaster and lightsaber stance now. So he's like, pew, 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 which is tons of fun. Um, I'm enjoying that. Uh, the characters are the, as we're, it's building up the world, especially of Kobo, um, which is the, the, the planet that you have your home base on, essentially. It's a saloon where new, new people come in and it's a big hub area. Um, that's growing a lot more. A lot of people in there now doing some cool stuff. I've got a gun. Oh, excuse me. I've got a garden, I've got an aquarium, I've got bounty hunters, uh, I've got uh, an interactive game thing, so that, that hologram chess. Um, yeah, and I'm, yeah, just off finishing that. It's really enjoying it. Uh, the game is still running like bum, uh, so I've been running it on the performance mode because I can work with the frame dips that come from 60 to 30, I can work with, but 30 and under, I can't. So going into um, uh, resolution mode and having it run like shit and drop into the 20s in front of like frames per second, can't do it. it makes me want to vom. But like 60 to 30, it's, you know, I can work with 30. In between 30 and 60 is, is not too bad. Um, but yeah, it's, it's still a lot of screen tearing, a lot of juddering. Going back to Kobo after exploring the other areas and coming back, and as it loads back in, it was chugging. Like, it felt like it was doing about 13 frames a second. It was brutal. Absolutely brutal. But there are moments where it's crisp, and it's fast, and it's clean. So, it's I'm not quite sure where the overall demand is within the game. Pardon me. Clearly, it's in the GPU somewhere with it. All the tearing, etc. But... Who knows? Who knows? Uh, only because I say that because I'm not a dev. I have no fucking idea. But I'm playing it. Cal's fun. Um, I've done a bit more customization about how he looks, how the lightsaber is put together. I normally don't. Dick, I didn't dick with it too hard in in Fallen Order. I was like, uh, cool. This one looks like Obi Wan Kenobi's lightsaber from Star Wars Episode One. Bing. And I did that here too. Except I've got the main. You know, the main single saber is decked out pretty much identically, but with different colors to uh, Obi-Wan's saber from the first movie, um, episode one, not the original movie, the episode one prequels. And then the second one is kind of this cool looking one. It doesn't really, it, they, they, it looks like they're just crammed together, but they don't actually match. Um, and I've uh, I've made the, the blast look all fancy pants as well, which is, which is fun. Uh, what else have I been playing? That might be it. Let me have a quick look. Let me pull up that PS, that PlayStation app which will tell me what I have been playing recently. And then I'll be able to uh, to work it out. Da, 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 da. There it is. Recently played. Oh, yeah, we oh, we recently, uh, my son, I've been playing a little bit of uh, Portal Bridge Constructor as well. Because um, he, it's, it's a really good game to sort of test his, uh, like, physics and lateral thinking. And lateral thinking, which is tons of fun. Uh, humanity. I did check out Humanity. I did pick it up. It is available on the PS Plus right now. It is essentially a big, um, a big old game of Lemmings. I, I did play it just before I went to bed the other night, so it was not the best brain for me. You know, as it's well documented, I'm full of ADHD, uh, and uh, Ritalin is an amazing thing. It allows me to think really well during the day, but you know, when at the end of the night comes and I'm not Ritalin brained. 
ugh, and I'm tired, it, it's the worst time to try to do anything like that. So, oh, excuse me. I did kind of go in setting myself up for failure um, with humanity, but I gave it a go anyway, and it is kind of cool. I do like sort of logic-based stuff, which is very much why I also got a kick out of um, Bridge Constructor for Portal, and obviously Portal's fun. GLaDOS is great. It's all that. I think that might be it. Oh, uh, I don't know if I can talk about it. I'm pretty sure I can. I'm playing uh, Cook Serve Forever as well. Let me, can I talk about it? Uh, sorry, as I just double check, because it is available through, you know, one of the, uh, the key websites that we use, where you can just go and go, hey, I would like a key for this game. What? Why? I oh, I know why it's doing that. Okay. Go away. Go over here. Uh, there we go. Oh, God, I'm pressing all the buttons. All this just to find out some information that I probably should remember, but I don't because I'm silly. Cook forever. Uh, it doesn't say anything. Nope. All right. So CookServe. So CookServe is a is a franchise. It's a cooking simulator as sort game, but it's all about quick button prompts. So uh, I'm a bit. I was a big fan of CookServe Delicious One, Two, and Three, Three, Three. Um, but this is so this is CookServe Forever. So this one is more directly campaigned than what I've played so far. It is currently in its beta slash early access on PC. Being a big fan of it on the consoles, I did have to check it out on, on here. So the second it popped up on Keymailer, I was like, bam, I'm in. So far, everything can be played on the directional buttons, which is a massive difference to uh, 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 to the other, the previous releases where you have, it's like intricate buttons. It's like, you know, R2 and triangle circle, you know, as you sort of have to go through all the steps to say, make a cheeseburger. So it'd be put the meat down while you, you know, like you press a button to cut the bread and then you blah, 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 toast the bread. Like it's all these different steps together to make the one thing. So it's all, it's very quick, uh, reflexes. Pardon me, where this is all D-pad. It's like, you know, and you can get that speed down pretty quick. Um, you know, so that's interesting. It's sort of how that plays. Because you'll be able to play this almost one... I've been playing almost one-handed. Um, which will be great for that transition through to consoles. As the other games, they are very menu-heavy. As they were primarily PC games. So they can feel a little bit like finger twister. Like, you know, having to pat your head, rub your tummy. But with your fingers... That makes sense. Um, well, on the controller. So this will be a much simpler version to come across. It's it, There's a campaign. You're playing as this woman who's like, you know, your mum was a cook and she taught you how to cook. Hence what shares your passion for food. And uh, you've as you've grown, you know, you've built your own little recipe book. Um, and part of the game is you making things out of that book. It's one of those weird little sim games that I seem to get a kick out of. But yeah, um, 
That might be it. I say that like it's been what twenty ish minutes, and uh, you know I'm like, I haven't played that many things, but you know I've been playing some things. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into the section we call "Inform the Players." We tell you about what happened this week in PlayStation. And first of all, it finally, it finally happened. Oh, and uh, sorry, and the mild show just a bit. You have been playing the crap out of GM mode. I have, but that hasn't changed. So I don't, I, I don't talk about that each and every week because it's just, it's just me bragging about how I'm winning. And, uh, you know, that's not as fun for everyone watching. But yes, first point of news uh, for this week is PlayStation have finally come out and announced that there is an upcoming PlayStation showcase. It's felt like every week for the last year, there was rumor mill of, you know, next week there's this PlayStation showcase, but it's finally happening. It airs Thursday morning, the 25th of May, 2023 at 6 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Now, my plan at this moment in time is I will be awake, I will be watching it live, and I will be streaming it. I haven't streamed like something like that in a little while, so it could be fun. Um, I'll be here, like, and it, it's because like I didn't like it takes me back to those old days of doing uh, the E3 coverage. You know, watching all seven of the showcases at like two in the morning and four in the morning, and taking notes and you know trying to do some sort of reporting. But like with PlayStation being so quiet in the last couple of years around uh, around announcements, especially in that form, the pool hasn't been there. But now that there's this one, because the last one they did this was 18 months ago. It was around the launch of the PS5 from memory. They're like, hey, this is the next 18, you know, this is the next like two years worth of games. And they announced a lot of things in that time. There was, uh, there was a bunch of things. But what... That's, that's, that's what we're here we're talking about now. With this new showcase, I've got a list of things that I've pulled from some places and some of them have come from my head that I think will be present at this PlayStation showcase. Uh, and I've got some things that won't be either. So, as I said, we are live on Twitch. The The, the chat is open. Um, the shot location was in 2021, says the chat. Okay, yeah. So, the year after. Year after. So, this year one of uh, the PS5. All right, so let's get it going. So what do I think will appear in the showcase? Number one is Spider Marvel Spider-Man Deuce. Marvel Spider-Man 2. It's a given, right? There's as at this as of this moment in time, there is nothing else coming throughout this year to your PlayStation from a first party capacity. We had Horizon Forbidden West and it with its DLC Burning Shores and then it's radio silent. There is nothing which did lead to the, the, the idea that, you know, we could we could be doing that. We could be coming. So Vermont in the chat does ask, do we know the release date for Spider-Man? We do not. Um, and I do believe that in this showcase, we will get it. And it will be in September. That's my theory, and it's not. I'm not. It's not a unique theory. It's like it's kind of a, a larger conjecture, um, as I believe the voice actor for um, the voice actor for Venom has come in and said, uh, you know, that they've been working on it. Sorry, my son's calling me. Um. Yeah. So. 
once again, and we were told by uh, Sucker Punch that, uh, not Sucker Punch, Insomniac, in, from Insomniac, that it would be, that that was an old rumor that Sucker Punch were working on um, on Spoods. Um, remember that being a thing. From Insomniac, that's coming in 2023. There's not a lot, there's not a whole lot of time left in 2023, really, especially for, for a good marketing cycle. Even though I'm a firm believer of the three month release, as in, you know, they announce it and then three months later they pump it out. Um, but that, that's not how PlayStation do it. That's not how they did it with, with Marvel Spider-Man 1. So I'm thinking we're going to start, going to hear about it now, come out in the next four months, four or five months. Easy. Big one. Um, I'm, yeah, so th- September seems good. PlayStation really don't like to put any, anything out too, too late in the year. They've kind of avoided anywhere from that October through to December, early January window for a while. Pardon me. The main reason being at the time, their connections to the likes of uh, Call of Duty. Uh, you know, previously, like, hey, we don't, want, we don't want to get in the way. The only exception that I can think of is, was The Last Guardian back in like 2017, 2018, um, which dropped in December. But that is, I think that was an exception to the rule simply because that game just had to come out. Um, some of the things we will have to consider is when it drops in September is the likes of Starfield, which is dropping out on the 6th. Does Spider-Man want to go ahead against uh, Bethesda Softworks' like next big game? I don't think it really matters because Spider-Man will decimate whatever they do just because of that brand recognition. Uh, and it did so well on the previous. And the track record right now of uh, Microsoft and Bethesda isn't very good, but... I don't think that's going to stop anything. I think, I think Starford will sell incredibly well and even with Spider-Man, right? So I can Spider-Man might drop probably the middle of the month, maybe a couple of days after. Um, so somewhere around there is what I'm thinking. Next up is I think Last of Us Factions. There are two uh, Naughty Dog things that I have in here. Last of Us Factions is so due for some discussion, especially on the the larger chats at the moment around uh, around what around the Last of Us in general, but also the discussion around the games of a service, games as a service that PlayStation are pushing. This would make sense, especially on the back of the hype train that was the HBO series. Genuinely, genuinely, I'm surprised that they didn't announce it already. I thought they would have announced it at the back end of the season, sort of tied people over heading into um, not even season two, but going, "Hey, look, you've loved the you've loved the series, you've loved the show. You know, uh, Last was Part One's on your PS5, Part Two's on your PS4. Here's an upcoming multiplayer game." Right, that helps expand the world in the same way that the show did. That would be rad. But sadly, they didn't do that. We know this has been been in production since, you know, there was discussions around uh, Last of Us Part Two, uh, which was what came out in what June of twenty twenty. So discussions around, you know, what this multiplayer thing there was originally going to be in the game, but then they wanted to, you know, expand it and flesh it out. So it became its own thing over time. So that's three years ago at this point. So it was already probably in heavy development back then, and it's been continued development since then. We've seen quite a number of job posts go up for the title, um, and they've even got the, I believe, the individual 
that was f helped make the battle pass in Fortnite. So they've got some obviously monetization structures, which leads us leads us to believe that it's either going to be like a, 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 a either a free to play game or or a cheapish game, and then backed up by micros. Um, hopefully, they handled it better than say the last uh, the Uncharted Four ones did. But yeah, that seems a reasonable shoe. But we've been holding out hope for a while. It's an uncertainty. The other one coming out of coming out of Naughty Dog, but not quite coming out of Naughty Dog, is Uncharted Five. So or an Uncharted prequel or something, right? So it's been long rumored that there's neither Uncharted, oh, sorry, not prequel remake. There's, there's been a lot of rumors in that, that Uncharted remake in some capacity was being considered, or an Uncharted sequel. It was originally being on the back. It was sorry. We originally discussed that there was a side studio out of Sony, Sony San Diego, the team that make MLB the show, um, that they were looking at doing. Um, sort of continuing Uncharted, but not with Nathan Drake. Because, you know, Uncharted 4 does end in such a way that, you know, Nathan's probably not going to come back around. However, the torch is certainly handed to a different individual. And at the time, it didn't quite make sense, especially when you've got the likes of Tomb Raider. Oh, I mean, essentially giving an Uncharted experience, but in that vein so why would they want to do that tomb raider is pretty dead at the moment um you know it was sold sold off by crystal dynamics through to i think amazon own it now i think it went to the embracer group then went to amazon so there's no apart from the the rumblings about that script that came out and about for for the game uh it looks pretty quiet so having a look spoilers a female-led uh uncharted game wouldn't there's, there's nothing else in the market right now. So, wouldn't be a bad time to jump in. Um, and I think Uncharted has some staying power that many other franchises don't. Speaking of, of, of franchises that don't have the staying power, recently, as of, as of this week, uh, Sony Bend uh, announced, or Bend Studio announced, their 30 years in the biz and they mentioned that they were very you know coincidentally in a similar timing to the aspect of the showcase that they're very excited to share what the next thing that they're working on is now to many myself included i find this to be sad news because it means that it will not be a days gone too i love days gone it was a bit janky we did play it pre-release and it was a bit shit but with the patches it's a bit long in the tooth. One sec, hang on. And it really feels like you could see Ben's growth as a studio as you play it along, right? So the the, fir the first part of the game felt quite janky as they hadn't really made a console game since, was it Logan Shadow on PS2? So to have that... You know, so you, as the as you as the game progressed, the game got genuinely better. Like from a story perspective, from a functionality perspective, from a mechanic perspective, you name it, every part of the game got literally better. Um, and it's utterly devastating that we're not going to be able to see a, a a sequel, especially when they found ways to tie it 
to what what is Ben's um, most you know successful, most notable franchise being Siphon Filter. Uh, and of course, we're getting a thousand Siphon Filters every month on PS Plus. Why would they not want to release a game that ties into that? Ties into such a very pivotal and important um, PlayStation franchise. So the question is, what's Ben doing? There was discussion about them doing a new IP. I, I remember that sort of altering and changing. But, pardon me, that is the most likely thing. The two heads, two founding heads of the studio have had since departed. Um, their names escape me right now. Um, but I know, I remember one of them did a big interview with David Jaffe. Pardon me, that was really good. I really enjoyed that. So it's either, my, two things, it's either a brand new IP or it's Siphon Filter returning in some capacity. Because trying to play Siphon Filter 1 is rough. It is so rough. Um, the level's really small. The visual draw distance is horrible. It is a really cool idea within Siphon Filter that I think with if it was executed in a modern day delivery, I think it would do well. It would do really, really well. Uh, <laughs> I put this one in here. These next two are for Max because he's not here. I'll do it for him. I put in unneeded Final Fantasy 16 footage. Now, I say that it's unneeded because that game is right around the corner. What more is there left to show without just giving you the game? But I, as there is a, some sort of marketing deal or agreement with uh, Square Enix uh, and and PlayStation, it makes absolute sense that we're going to get Final Fantasy in some way. Not a big in-depth thing as they had a state of play a couple of months back, but I do think it'll be there in some capacity. And the second one for Max is... I, I, I'm saying this, but I don't believe it. But I know Max wants it really bad. So we're going to go with that. And that is Bloodborne. Now, whether this be a Bloodborne 2 or a Bloodborne remake, uh, there is something in the rumblings there. Now, Bluepoint, the team, uh, you know, that was picked up by PlayStation a couple of years ago now, uh, especially off the back of doing, uh, of their Demon Souls remake, which is, you know, the remake of the PS3 uh, release by From Software. They have been dead quiet uh, since then. Now, they have, there's a couple of rumored things that they are working on. One of them is the Blood Bloodborne remake. And it makes absolute sense. They took the the ps3 game of demon souls brought it into the current generation it looks fantastic it plays fantastic clearly they get they understand what a uh, from software game needs to needs to do needs to deliver needs to feel and they do have such an incredible skill at you know taking old code and jiggering it and bringing it up and upraising it and finding new ways to adapt it like they seem to have a lot of fun in the reverse engineering of of properties uh, and then, so one of the problems that they have with, uh, Bloodborne is that it is stuck at 30 frames. Even then it's not consistent on the PS4. And a big part of that is the actual character movement is tied to the frame rate of the game. So if they bump it up to 60 frames, everything starts running at double speed. Like, you know, players move faster, enemies move faster, everything. 
So it, it's not been as simple as just simply updating it um, or giving it a, some sort of, you know, remastery treatment. Pardon me, or an, ups, or an upscale port because, oh man, just making a bunch of face noises. Um, Because they could simply do that. I, now, my understanding is there is an individual who has, who has created a piece, a mod. So if you can jailbreak your PS4 and get into it, you can apply this mod to the, uh, to, uh, what the Bloodborne that allows for a 60 frames version that doesn't um, affect the overall run speed. So it's clearly doable, um, but whether they're, it's on their list of not who would be. Now, there almost everyone is itching for a Bloodborne remake or a sequel because it is, you know, obviously from software, especially on the back of the success of Elden Ring, um, people are itching for more and there is such a, le- a love for that franchise which is a Sony-owned Sony owned IP, by the way, which makes it more entertaining. Uh, I really enjoyed Bloodborne personally. I really quite liked the um, the the gothic Englishy sort of style compared to, say, the, uh, you know, Japanese influence of, of Sekiro or, you know, in, the, in the, the weird high fantasy of Elden Ring. You know, I enjoyed Bloodborne a lot more for that particular reason. So I'd be keen to play it. I would suck bum at it, but I'd be keen to play it. Another one, which is a game that was uh, re- announced in the, at the Game Awards last year, which previously had a strong connection to PlayStation, is Death Stranding 2. Um, I know Ali Fa- Al Fanning, Ali Fanning, whatever her name is, uh, who's in the she's she's in the in the thing, she's in the trailers, she's one of the characters. She's recently come out and talked about how you know it's one of the coolest things she's ever worked on, etc. And you know we know like Norman Reedus totally spilled the beans like way before the game released. Um, wait, sorry, way before the game was even announced. So they've we clearly been working on it for a while. It's there. It's available. It's it's coming. It's right around the corner. And Death Stranding One had a really quick turnaround. I remember, I remember sitting there like going, "Oh man, this game is yonks away." And then, bam, it's coming out in like October. It felt so quick. And the trailer was batshit. And the game was exceptional. And I have nothing but anticipation for what is Death, what is going to be Death Stranding 2 or DS2, whatever they decide to call it. We may not get a date. You might, it might say 2024. Um, but I think there'll be a trailer, maybe some gameplay, sort of explaining how they have, how, how Kojima and Kojima Productions have expanded on that original concept um, and brought it into... Um, what the next next space is obviously coming across the PS5 allows them to do a lot more and as you know as it's well well known and well discussed they are using the Decima engine that is uh Guerrilla Games proprietary engine and we can see how good the likes of Horizon Forbidden West and Burning Shores DLC looks you can only expect the equivalent um with 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 Death Stranding so big big ups on that one that's I'm very keen for, keen for that so far, everything I've said aside from Bloodborne 2, I think is relatively reasonable. Um, so I'm going to dive into a little bit of the weirdy ones. Uh, and we discussed a little bit last week, uh, is the Konami stuff, right? So last week, I discussed how um, Keely announced his summer games fest, but Konami weren't there at all. Not a single bit. A couple of reasons for that, obviously, 
you know, uh, Jeff Keeley and uh, and Kojima are good cool buddies. They do kiss sometimes, I'm sure, um, which is nice. It's always, it's always lovely to kiss your friends. Everyone should kiss their friends. Uh, and obviously with that tumultuous relationship that they have, uh, sorry, that Kojima and uh, Konami have, it would make sense why they wouldn't promote it there. However, uh, off the back of the Silent Hill 2 remake and the Silent Hill announcements that came a little while ago, uh, and there seems to be a, a working relationship between Konami and PlayStation. <sighs> so we might see more of that Silent Hill stuff here, um, or even that elusive Metal Gear Solid remake, and I think people will just collectively shit their pants. Uh as we discussed last week, the rumor, the major rumor is that it's a Metal Gear Solid 3 remake as it is the first in the chronological timeline uh, being set in the 60s. However, I personally recommend that very similar to Life and Filzer 1, Metal Gear Solid 1 it plays like asshole. So giving that game a remake uh, or that remake uh, treatment would be a much more uh, desirable outcome for me personally. But whether they do or do not uh, is a little bit different. Um, I have also added to this list more Astrobot. Uh, I love Astrobot. I really enjoyed Astrobot's rescue mission, and I really enjoyed the other one. Astro Astro's playroom was a ton of fun. Uh, I think that the Astro, the Astrobot, has the potential to be the next big major mascot for PlayStation. And I think by giving it more love, more more its own sort of game and a bit of fun uh, would be great. And as uh, as NGB in the chat does highlight, uh, another Astro game for VR2 would be great. Because I think there'll be a lot of PSVR2 stuff in here as well. Pardon me. However, you know, obviously Rescue Mission PSVR1, really fun. It was absolute blast. Um... And then there was the the one that released with the PS5 to test out the tech. You can if you can integrate those two things that you know the first Astro game that was in the, the VR one, and then you've got Astrobot um, from the PS5 launch. Smash them two together, you're gonna have a damn fun experience. I personally believe anyway. Uh, what else did I put in here? I've got uh, I put Hell Divers two. That one was recommend. I, I heard in a, in another podcast. It's a great idea. You know that game was on the list within the um, the Nvidia leak, and it's that also being a PlayStation second party exclusive makes sense why that would attend here also. Um, now I'll quickly run through some things that won't be there. I did put Days Gone on the list too, um, but the other one is Ghost of Tsushima two. Hang on. What I'll also do while I'm here as well is I'll pull up the PlayStation First Party Studios. So PlayStation Worldwide Studios. Let's give us a let's give us a list. Okay. So look, Ghost of Tsushima 2 will not be there. Uh Sucker Punch have come out and essentially said, yeah, it's not coming. It ain't gonna be there. And it's looking, it's very like pretty much set up that it's not going to be there. And that's fine. It's bum. It's been like obviously uh Ghost of Tsushima came out in 2020 as well. So it's it's not out of, you know, it's it's not out of question that they, that they wouldn't be there. Like, oh, it would make sense. It's been it's been enough years to at least get the beginnings of something. And knowing that they essentially went from one straight into two, depending on what they're taking from from the original into the second, 
would change some some things right Let's go through the list of the first party studios and then we'll have some fun with some second parties uh, and third parties. So Crimson's a very good one there. I did bring in the name in the show as well. All right. Team Asobi, we've discussed. Ben Studio, we've discussed. Blue Point, we've discussed. Fire Sprite, I think Fire Sprite might be involved in... Uh, the last thing they've had their name on was the Horizon Call to the Mountain for PSVR 2. Uh, I imagine they'll have something else in the works. Uh, it would be weird. Gorilla. Gorilla has been exceptionally quiet. Uh, so exceptionally busy as of late. So I expect them to remain quiet. We're not going to hear much from them. Uh, Housemark. Uh, I believe they're working on something. Uh, that would have to be. But we haven't heard anything from them since uh, Returnal. So it's possible they're working on something cool. But it, it's likely. Uh, let's see. Insomniac will be looking at either Spider-Man. Possibly even Wolverine. Uh, I think Wolverine is very unlikely as I think it's like much further out. Maybe a little teaser trailer or something, a little bit more a bit more than what we get, got last time, but still very quiet. Uh, London Studio, we know they're working on that fantasy RPG based in London from memory, so that would be pretty exciting. Personally, I always hope out for like a new getaway, but that won't be happening. Media Molecule, they got nothing. They've been working slow, slowly on, uh, solely on Dreams, uh, and we, as we know, that's going quiet, uh, so we're not going to hear anything from that. Naughty Dog, probably pretty quiet outside of factions. Uh, Nixes is is there solely to assist with the uh, the ports to PC, uh, unless they announce a port date for say Ragnarok. Uh, that things will be pretty quiet. Pixelopus, we are aware that they're shutting down. Um, so rest in peace, Pixelopus, as they close up within the next couple weeks. Um, and yes, yeah, someone who themselves has been on the, the, the back end of a redundancy discussion. I do, I do feel for them. I think they were a great, cool little innovative studio. Polyphony Digital with, uh, Gran Turismo that just came out. I don't, I don't see them announcing anytime soon. They tend to take a long time to release their titles. And I think this would be no different. Uh, San Diego Studios, as I mentioned, they do, they do MLB The Show. They talk about that a bit later, and I think they will be involved with the the Uncharted release that I mentioned earlier, if they are there. Santa Monica Studio will not be in attendance unless they're doing some God War DLC, which I believe is very unlikely. Eric Williams, the game director for Ragnarok, has come out and said that there is no plans, so I don't expect them to be doing anything. Uh, Sucker Punch, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, pretty quiet. Uh, Valkyrie Entertainment was a new studio they picked up to assist with their games of studio strategy. Possibly something out of them. I think that would be very interesting. Uh, and of course, there's also Haven, which isn't on the list, weirdly enough. Um, yeah, ha uh, Haven, once again, uh, continuing that games as a service discussion. It's possible that we see something there. It should be cool, maybe. Um, and then of course there was the recently acquired Firewalk um, they're super green in terms of just coming on board I don't think we'll hear anything from them in a, for, for the moment uh, and there is that San Mateo studio but they they are more of a support studio than anything and oh there's Savage oh there was Savage which is the, the mobile video game developer uh, they might be doing something with them but I'm pretty sure might be unlikely they, they have been purchased for uh about a year so it's possible that savage could be doing something 
But that's all the beats. Ben, Blue Point, Fabric, which is the support studio for Fire Sprite. We might, like, obviously, Destiny, uh, Destiny Studios, um, Bungie is part of the uh, part of the greater PlayStation Sony family. They might be there in some capacity with Destiny, or maybe even hinting at a new IP. That'd be very, fan that'd be massive, but I don't think that they would be. Uh, let's see, what have we got here in the chat? What am I missing? Mm -hmm. pardon me bunch of burping let's see yeah, I'll imagine Sony, uh, the chat says imagine Sony will announce some PC ports probably Ragnarok Forbidden West probably Forbidden West I think is more, most likely rather than than uh, Ragnarok um, there was some discussions this, this week about PlayStation not doing any day and date release to PC which is not not outside of the business model that I think they'd be working in. Uh, let's see. Vomont says, all I want to see is another Motorstorm game that was similar to Pacific Rift. The problem with that is, yeah, I, I don't see it happening, for one. It would be cool. Who was the, who was the team that did Motorstorm? I'm pretty sure that was Gorilla. Motorstorm. Uh, ah, okay. So here's coming. Here's some of the points that are the problem. So the studios that it wasn't wasn't Gorilla at all. So the studios that did make Motorstorm, whether it be so there was Evolution Studios, Big Big, and Virtuous. Both Evolution and Big Big are they're both shut down. Those studios don't exist anymore. So it's it's very unlikely we'll ever see uh, a, a new Motorstorm. Uh, let's see. Uh, the MGB says, if we get a Metal Gear Solid remake, I think Metal Gear Solid 1 would be the one to be remade first. Although it's Konami, they don't care what order they do. So, yeah, I think that's probably the big thing is because they want to go chronological order, even though you're technically playing Big Boss and you're not playing as, uh, as Snake. It'd be a whole interesting thing. Crimson says, I count six pop vinyls in my background. GTA 6 confirmed. Here we go. So, actually, I'll, I'll come to that. I'll come to that. I do have some take two news in here today and I'm already going long. It's going to be a long show. Uh, no kill zone. Yeah, look, man, uh, we all could hold out, hold out and hold a hope for whether it be kill zone or, um, fuck. What's the other game? Uh, the other shooter that they did. No, it was Northern Gorilla. It was done by, um, sucker. Um, Oh, it absolutely escapes me. I oh, what is it? resistance? Thank you. Resistance was the other one. Yes. As much as I'd love to see resistance or a kill zone, I don't think so. Maybe not yet. However, once again, with the whole acquisition shit going on with Call of Duty, PlayStation really need to come out front with a first-person shooter. Uh, so now's the time. Uh, we yes, we might get some more PlayStation production stuff with the likes of Twisted Metal, maybe twist, maybe the announcement of Twisted Metal game, but I think that might come closer to the release of the series. Um, and also, and then Crimson also mentions a new Infamous. I would love, I love a new Infamous, but it doesn't look like it would be coming. Crimson, uh, Crimson says, I think Bungie are hard stuck with Destiny. Well, they're not, as they're rapidly approaching the 10 year support that they promised for Destiny 2. Uh, it is possible that they're going to head into a new IP or what would become Destiny 3. 
So that is certainly an option there as well. So, let's move, let's move on. So let, let us know what you think will be appearing in the PlayStation Showcase uh, in the comments below. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are. Let's get into the segment news because I did talk about GTA 6 a moment ago. Let's dive into it. So, take two. How about 16? So Take-2 uh, have announced in a fiscal reporting and a sort of a press release that they'll be planning to ship 16 games uh, in the in this upcoming fiscal year, including, pardon me, a new IP from, from a Premiere Studio. Three, quote, immersive core games, end quote, which the, they, this includes your NBA 2K, probably your PGA uh, and your WWE. Boom, there's your three. Done. Two will be a mid-core arcade game. So very similar to Lego 2K. That vein is probably where they're going to hang out. Uh, two iterations of previously released titles. So two remakes are on their way. Uh, three more will be independent titles that they'll support. Uh, and, the, and then the six of them will be uh, mobile games. But the one that is most interesting is a quote an eagerly anticipated new IP from one of our premier studios. Let me have a sip, sip of my drink for a second. This is where things get interesting. So, MGB in the chat mentions Private Division will probably have some. I would imagine Private Division may be in charge of that new IP. From the, I would consider premier, Private Division a premier studio. Part of this discussion, this report, this press release, they've essentially speculated that within the next fiscal year, they will bring in around $8 billion in revenue. There's only one franchise that can deliver that kind of money. That is GTA 6. I... I believe and i'm not the only one the gta 6 will be here within the next year it's obviously you know gta 5 came out on the ps3 in like what 2013 it's been a long fucking time it's been a long time since that game came out and granted it's been incredibly supported incredibly supported in that time uh, with obviously ports to PS4 and then a port to PS5 as well. Then GTA Online, which I believe makes like hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe even millions of dollars a month. Um, and, you know, it's it's a massive, massive uh, game. It, it is literally the best-selling piece of entertainment media in the entire world ever. Ever. So, massive. Absolutely massive. Do I think it'll be at the showcase? Mm, probably not. I think it would be amazing because I didn't touch upon it at the back end of the thing, but I truly believe that this showcase will be exciting. I think there will be some things that will shock us, some things that will surprise us, and I think we'll generally be left to going, fucking damn. Um, and if, if, if they could do this, if they can somehow get GTA 6 involved in this, because they have... The last showcase, the first one, the one in 2020, they they were pretty much they they were the ones that, that demonstrated that P, that GTA was getting next gen ports. So, with the success of P, of PlayStation at, at, as a whole in this generation, it would make utter sense 
for them to be the ones to deliver um, the announcement. And we know GTA 6 isn't has been in active development for a while. We saw all that leaked footage not too long ago. It would be pretty cool if they were able to uh, to bring it out, bring it to the world. Yeah, and sort of get ahead of, of that bad, bad stuff. Uh, but yeah, in the chat, 8 billion, no chance in hell NBA WWE would bring that money. No chance. M- NBA makes a stack of coin, but when we're getting into multiple billions, um, there is only one franchise that can deliver that much money. All right, so we got 16 games with take two. Let's talk about 17 games that will be leaving PS Plus. Expecting to leave on the 20th of June, 2023. The fo- Here is the list of the games that are leaving the PlayStation Plus uh, Premium uh, and Deluxe Tier or Extra. Pardon me. They are Descenders on your PS4, Party Hard on your PS4, Nine Monkeys of Shaolin, PS4, Ash of Gods, Redemption on your PS4, Fire World Pro Wrestling, which I've never checked out. Uh, sorry, Fire Fire Pro Wrestling World, which I've never checked out. It's always on sale and it looks kind of fun because you can do death matches in it, which has me excited. So, oh, oh, I might get it in PS Plus and then if I like it, I'll buy it. Ooh. Uh, Black Mirror on your PS4s, Witchwood on PS5, PS4, Jonah Wick Heck, sorry, John Wick Hex, um, PS4, Kwee, PS5, PS4, No Straight Roads, PS4, Defense Grid 2, PS4, Joe Divas Alone Wolf on your PS4, Agents of Mayhem, PS4, God's Will Fall, Fall, PS4, Red Faction, PS4, Red Faction 2, PS4, Redeemer, Enhanced Edition on the PS4. Nothing to really worry about. Absolutely at all. It's a, like, oh, no, all these games came out. Uh, who cares? Uh, this one's a little quick one. Uh, Horizon Forbidden Lost, I've called it. <laughs> uh, Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shore expansion has been out in the wild for a little while now, and though plenty of players will have seen credits, I haven't because I've been really lazy and I do need to go back, um, none have, uh, have been able to achieve a true 100% completion of the DLC, although it wasn't for a lack of trying. A single missing Brimshine crystal prevented some players from crossing that finish line, uh, you know, be able to roll 100% completion on the DLC. So while it's perfectly possible to play through all of the DLC, the DLC content without major hitches, it was not possible to for the truly dedicated to, to, to fully upgrade everything in a single playthrough and thus achieve the 100%. Well, now you can. As the crystal was added in the latest update, uh, and of course, we won't. You, there's no discussion of where it will happen. But Gorilla was even kind enough to point out where it can be found if you don't want the hassle. So for those that want to sort of push through to get that 100%, there wasn't quite enough brimshine to, to upgrade all you know all the weapons completely. But that's since been fixed. You can go upgrade everything. Bingo, you get your 100%. I'm pretty sure you can still get a. Hopefully, it doesn't prevent the trophies, but we'll we'll find out. There you go. A little, a little quick, that one for you. All right. All right. Quick bits. Mortal Kombat 1 was real, and it is coming September 19th. Uh, and, and Amazon Italy may have announced uh, Elite accidentally spilled the beans on some upcoming DLC for the title, which released a bunch of, obviously, Mortal Kombat characters. But more interestingly, the boys Homelander... And Suicide Squad's Peacemaker. That would be fucking sick. 
Uh, Take Two CEO Strauss Zelnick uh, stated in that uh, in sort of that press release, he sort of communications that, that that we he believes that we probably will see a PS5 refresh slash mid gen upgrade. You know, look, Strauss Zelnick is a dude. He's been in the industry for a thousand times. He knows a lot of things that we will never ever ever really truly understand. He he he's legit. Uh, you know, so if this guy thinks it's something that might happen. It's probably in a good faith that it may, in fact, happen. Supermassive are allegedly making a single-player version of Dead by Daylight. Weird choice. I've never played Dead by Daylight myself, but I know a lot of people that uh, that get a good kick out of it. And it was also announced in the last couple of weeks that there is some interesting DLC coming to the game. One being Nick Cage. Like Nicolas Cage, the actor, as a playable character. And Slipknot the metal band having tied in DLC fucking insane I'll never get it I'll never understand it uh, Power Wash Simulator is getting an interesting DLC um, off the back of the Tomb Raider Lara Croft Mansion you'll be able to go to Bikini Bottom the home of Spongebob and just gurney up that bitch in a recent earnings call, Ubisoft stated that a number of their titles, including Assassin's Creed Mirage, Avatar, Frontiers of Pandora, Skull and Bones, and X Defiant, uh, and quote, another large game, would all be out by the end of March 2024. So within the next, what, like 10 months, a bunch of games. Now, Skull and Bones needs to fucking come out because the, the, it's, it's in development hell. It's costing a lot of money. Um, Assassin's Creed Mirage makes sense, probably coming out back end of this year, maybe early next year. Um, and X Defiant, obviously having its uh, open beta semi-recently, or invite invite beta, I don't remember. But it was a ton of fun, played pretty well. Uh, it would make sense for it to come out pretty soon. Uh, Elden Ring has, has surpassed 20 million copies. Brutal. That's so many copies of that game. And finally, HBO's Last of Us Season 2 casting has been uh, halted uh, due to the writer's strike. So currently, within the U- within the US, there is a writer's strike at the moment as writers are not being paid their fair share. Now, where I sit, I am not a writer. However, I truly support this in a number of ways as... Writing and writers are up there as one of the most important things in not just gaming as a medium, but as movies, TV, any form of entertainment that you love, writers are integral, absolutely integral. And not even integral just from the beginning where they write the thing and they hand it on. Like if they're recording something, then you need writers on set. You need, you know, they need to be involved in the process in case things change and adapt because it will, you know, or to build, you know, to help expand the world and grow the world and change the world. Without exceptional writers, you wouldn't get The Last of Us. You wouldn't get all the things that you love. And you think about what happened last time there was the writer's strike. What was it, in 20, 2007? 2008? Round about there. We saw a massive impact on many series. Like the first season of Breaking Bad was only seven episodes due to the writer's strike. Uh, Prison Break, a series that I love and adore. Their third season sucked bumhole because of the writer's strike. Heroes was impacted. Lost was impacted. All of the major tentpole 
TV series in that time were heavily impacted. And that's excluding any movies. And now games are being, you know, a sort of, they're being more respected in that space. So it would make sense, you know, that like, if you think about it, that that, that same conversation would be happening over here as well. You know, and uh, yeah, Transformers 2 was heavily impacted. That movie was bumhole anyway, so it didn't change anything. But like, it has a greater impact than you may think. And I hope they get what, what, what they deserve, what they are correctly entitled to. But uh, we'll, we'll find out. Hopefully, hopefully it goes, goes the way it should. Now, I don't have a list of upcoming games, most because that's what Max does, and I forget, forget where he looks, so we uh, didn't, didn't go actively hunting for it. But anyway, it's been a long show anyway. It's it's insane that I can go almost the full, like pretty much the, the length of a regular show with myself and like no max. It's it's and I haven't really stopped. I've managed to have to drink a beer and a third. Um but even then I just kind of chug it like this. And get right back into talking. So genuinely impressive on my part, apparently. At least I'm just, let me big up myself. Um, but yeah, look, the, the, obviously the big discussion around the PlayStation Showcase is a big part of it as well. It allowed me to sort of just mumble and speculate and have a bunch of fun and the occasional spring and the sprinkle of news articles at the end there was a blast. But anyways, as, as I mentioned, I will be live streaming the PlayStation Showcase on Thursday morning. I'll probably come in from about quarter to six. Um, that's Australian Eastern Standard Time. So we can have a bit of a chat beforehand, lay down some final predictions before we go in. And then we'll be back on Sunday uh, to discuss uh, our review of the of the showcase itself. Because from Thursday through to Sunday, there'll be a bunch more news that comes out and put us in a really good place to have a chat. Uh, but yeah, so let's end the show as we always do. Pardon me. If you've enjoyed that pleasure and conversation, you can check it out every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on your podcast services, 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you want to join the conversation, you can. God damn, if you want to get too many beers, lots of bourbon. Uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. Fuck, what was it? Yeah, if you want to join the conversation, you can head over to our socials. That is Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Discord. All those links are in the description below. If you want to join the show as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash popcultures where you can watch us record this show live. We can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this position pod. If you are listening on podcast service, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you want to watch us on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, with comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. If you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash popcultures, as well as our merchandise store, popcultures, comes to shop, where you can buy shirts and other sort of shit without logos on it. But until next week or Thursday, if you want to come see me uh, as we live react to the showcase, I'm Ryan Betson. Max will be back next week. But until then, that was for the players. Mwah. I'm going to finish this beer and then hang on. It's like, uh, what have I got? Like a half a beer left? Ready? <sighs> Cheers. <laughs>